Pick out your movie, lounge on your couch, watching the stars while you slouch. Now you can listen to what they'll say. It's Easton and friends bringing the couch critics your way. All right, three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Caltritics. I am your host, Easton Moore, and today I have a uh, guest that's been on quite a few times uh, as of recent because he's uh, just been watching every single movie that that we're having. So um, his name is Trevor. Say hi, Trevor. Hi. Um, So if you're looking at uh, today's episode, it's going to be Tenet, uh, which we were going to do last week, but I think Mulan was a little bit bigger because movie theater is still pretty light right now. Not a lot of people are going to see um movies and theaters and mulan was a home release so we decided to go ahead and put that one out but this week as nothing else really came out we decided to do tenant uh, there was a netflix movie that came out that tristan and i saw that was gaining a lot of uh, a cloud twitter buzz and uh, i saw a lot of reviews on uh, letterbox from from people i follow um but we were not too too big of fans um I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but it was, um, I'm thinking of ending things. I don't know if you even, it's called, I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. What a weird title. Yeah. And it's not about suicide. Well, kind of, but not really like they're, they're like underlining, like kind of thoughts, but the, that's what you think reading the title, at least for me. And then it was all over the place. Tristan and I both didn't really like it. I don't think we'll do a review. Maybe we will next week if there's nothing that comes out, but um. Yeah, I just see a lot. I mean, it's getting good, good reviews on Letterbox. A lot of my friends have rated it up in like the four star range, and yeah, I did not have it up there at all. Um, but uh, yeah, we're doing Tenet, and so we we're just gonna do a uh, Tenet slash the director of this movie, Christopher Nolan, um, style question for Trevor today, <laughs> as uh, just what were some of your or are some of your favorite? Maybe if you could rank your Christopher Nolan movies that you've seen. Um, and I can kind of, you can kind of say your rank and then I'll, I'll maybe plug in some that you may not have seen and see if you've seen them or if maybe you just hadn't caught those yet. Sure. Uh, I, of course, The Dark Knight Rises is okay. probably my favorite. Um, I think, although, I mean, for comic book movies, I guess, I, I really like the Dark Knight trilogy. I think that as a whole is my favorite, but I think my second would probably be Inception. I really like okay. that. And then... The third one of his that I've seen is The Prestige. All of these yeah. movies are great, and they're very close. But um, those are the only Christopher Nolan movies I think I've seen. Um, but yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy, especially uh, Dark Knight Rises, that'd probably be my favorite of his. Okay. Did you ever see some of the other ones on here um, on the list are um, Interstellar, Dunkirk, Memento, um, I'm aware of all of those movies just haven't and watched I've them. seen them, none of them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so you would say kind of the dark Knight, wands inception and then prestige. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking about this the other day. I don't know if I necessarily even would consider the dark Knight movies. Like, I mean, Christopher Nolan, I think and we'll talk about it more in this movie. I think he definitely has like, there is a, there are some themes in his movies that always seem to appear and we don't really get those in the Dark Knight movies. Okay. But um but I still I'm just Yeah. Watching the Dark Knight like 
or watching this movie that we just seen, I can tell it's from the same director as yeah. <laughs> from the Dark Knight movies. Well, and I, I was thinking of Inception. Yes, yes. This is a also. very close, and that's what a lot of people thought. is It was kind of like a one-off to Inception and Inception yeah. Part 2. And it's really not. It's no. not the same, but it has the same theme. It's of, the same kind of vibe. Yeah, of a sci-fi-ish material. Um or advanced technology almost yeah, kind of sure. that's added into our world and um, kind of makes it sci-fi. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I'm pretty close. I've the only movie I haven't seen on his list is I never finished Memento. Um, now he has some other like smaller ones back in the day, insomnia following. Um, I've heard of those. Yeah. And they're small. They're just smaller ones that he did before he was kind of a big, yeah. Big actor. The the other ones were. I think Memento was his first kind of breakout one. But Insomnia was actually after Memento. So. Oh really? I didn't know that. Um, I think they're all pretty close. I recently saw Interstellar and Dunkirk. Uh, the first Christopher Nolan movie I had seen is The Prestige. Oh, me too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I and I guess I don't remember The Prestige as well as I thought. Talking to Trevor about it the other day, uh, but it, it's been years since I've seen that one, so maybe I just quite I, I forgot some of it. Um, but it, it's hard for me to rank. I think The Dark Knight's the number one, and probably all of the Batman movies. Um, but I would probably go Prestige, Interstellar, Inception, and then Dunkirk. And since I haven't seen all Memento all the way through. I can't really say sure because I didn't finish it and people say it's fantastic. So I'd be curious for you to watch. I mean, just because you put it prestige at the top of your list, uh, watching it again. Yeah. I yeah. think, yeah, I'd be curious to see if it like, stays what up there. You remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remembered most of it. I just thought that one sci-fi part of it was fake <laughs> and it wasn't. So, um, it was just me kind of misremembering a part of the, and I guess not necessarily close to the climax, I guess. It wasn't really oh, okay. <laughs> um I don't I don't remember. <laughs> oh you don't? Oh, I mean okay. I kinda remember I remember like aspects of that movie, but I don't remember the like order mm. of events of how it all happens. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the for me I think the biggest reveal was the The, the prestige. The, the twins. <laughs> I think the oh, twins yeah. that was what oh, was spoilers, the, Easton. My goodness. Came out in two thousand six. So You've had 14 years. It's the age of a young adult. Yeah. Not, well, teenager. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of our uh, the question of the day for Great. Trevor is just the Christopher Nolan movies. Tweet at us. Let us know your Christopher favorite Christopher. Yeah. Oh, why can't I Christopher talk? Nolan? <laughs> I need to drink some of this water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, re- you can rank us. Tell us how, uh, how bad our rankings are if you think um, how dare us not watch Insomnia and I don't, maybe, or, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear how bad my is. <laughs> or maybe Batman Begins is the best of the trilogy. I don't know. I love them all, so I put them almost equal. So Right, right. Um, anyways, yeah, so we can kind of move on from that. Uh, last week, uh, I talked about how Dune just snipped me by putting a trailer out that wasn't a trailer. It was just saying that the trailer came out the next day. And I was very upset, but then I saw the trailer the next day and got very happy. <laughs> because um, I don't know if you guys have seen that trailer yet or if you're excited about that movie at all, but it is um, obviously Dune, about the about the book Dune, directed by the same um, 
the same director that did Blade Runner 2049, oh. which is one of my favorite movies of the past few years and maybe of all time. Um, but, I, you know, as time, time kind of changes things, you know, you watch new movies and or you watch them again and your views change. But as of right now, it's one of my favorites. And um, so the director is Dennis. I won't even try to say his last name, but Dennis <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Villeneuve. Yeah, see? I feel uh, like that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure. Uh, but he's also done Arrival, uh, Blade Runner 2049, Prisoners, Sicario, em- Enemy, um, and then some, uh, some of his smaller films. And I've seen all of his bigger ones. So Arrival, Blade Runner, Prisoners, Sicario, Enemy, um, and then I will see Dune once that one comes out. There you go. But I'm super excited because all of those movies, I think Enemy was the only one I wasn't like, I didn't love all the other ones were fantastic and um, Blade Runner being one of my favorite it is it looks like it's going to be very similar in that uh, a sci-fi kind of I mean it's a sci-fi and you're in another world and another galaxy and uh, I don't know how much you know about Dune but I I never saw the original okay I thought the trailer looked pretty good though when we when we it it played before uh, Tenet yes yeah which was awesome yeah, because we uh, we went and saw Tenet together. He had seen it before, and he went and watched it again. Because if you have seen this, it's a little confusing <laughs> the first time. So he said, "Hey, can I watch that again with you guys?" And we went and saw it in Dolby. Yeah, so I got oh to see, goodness. which we can talk about that later. <laughs> so we got to see the Dune trailer in Dolby, which I was awesome. I loved it, although the lights were still on. And oh yeah, Dune that was, was weird. They do that for trailers because people are trying to find their seats and stuff. Makes sense. Um, but it's a pretty dark movie. Like there are a lot of dark scenes in it, and so with lights on, there was a glare, and it was kind of hard to see. But other than that, I was like, I am so hyped to see this in Dolby and get to see it on you know big screen because I actually didn't get to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine on uh, in theaters. Oh really? Because I had watched the first Blade Runner and fell asleep. Because it was really slow and boring. Oh. And then I, I watched... thought the original Blade Runner was like your favorite it movie is. of all time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Each time I watched it, I like loved more and more about it. Yeah. I didn't learn more. I, I loved like I just loved more scenes and I loved the atmosphere of it. And it, although a slow like it is a pretty slow movie. Um, and I think the first time I watched it, I was just tired. So I just fell asleep because it was really slow. And then the next time I watched it, I was actually paying attention and could... And actually, not sleeping. Yeah. And I wasn't sleeping. And I was like, this that is actually counts. really good. <laughs> um, and then I watched Blade Runner 24 to 9. And I was like, I love this movie. It's a, it's a little bit more faster paced. It was, I thought that's why I loved it more. And then uh, I rewatched both of them within the last year and thought maybe Blade Runner 1 is better. That's kind of a, still up in the air. Um, but yeah, that's the movie news. That's the only movie news I really know other than Wonder Woman, I think, got pushed back again. Uh, um, I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but I'm pretty sure I read that on our uh, on my news cycle that it did get pushed back. Um, and I hope not because the trailer actually looked. Yeah, I haven't good. seen that trailer yet, and it actually showed us Cheetah, which is she. I mean, the, the character of Cheetah in, in the new trailer looks very good. I think. Yeah. Uh. Well, Tristan. Tristan th- asked me if that was Catwoman. Shaking my head. If you want to harp on her for that one. Um, yeah, because I think the original release date was September 30th. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. Uh, actually, it was originally supposed to come out in June. Um, I remember going when the movie theaters opened back up again, at least the one in El Dorado, and going and uh, seeing the coming soon or TBD on it. It'll now come out December twenty fifth. Ugh, that's Christmas a, Day. That's a full six month. I got a pushback. I got a whole other thing. I got a whole other list of things to do on that <laughs> day. I don't know if I can squeeze in a movie. Well, and go the week weekend after or something. You know, I, I guess that's when everyone's gonna go and. I don't like people. You don't like people? Not my movies, are, man. Are the like... Eldorado theaters that packed? Uh, not packed, but the past couple of times I've went, I, I love that theater, but like the past couple of times I've gone, just because it's been newer movies, uh, just been had some weird audience experiences, like like with Unhinged. Uh, oh, then, the elderly people? The, yeah, and then seeing <laughs> yeah. New Mutants, and there were like two five-year-olds in there, or something, like just weird. It's definitely weird a five-year-old movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I guess that's another movie news and kind of significant because getting pushed back from September 30th to December 25th is a significant. Yeah, that's three month. Diff- yeah, another three month pushback. Um, so yeah, I guess we can just go ahead and move right on uh, to the movie of the week, which is Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Um, if you guys haven't heard about the movie um, and you're just kind of checking in to see if this might be a, a new movie for you. Tenet is a sci-fi um, action movie by Christopher Nolan, who also, like we've said, did Batman, did um, Interstellar, um, you know, and some of those other movies that we talked about, Prestige, and um, so it's just a sci-fi action movie uh, that has it, it's based in real time, so it's based in 2020, but has some sci-fi elements to it because one of uh, the whole entire Premises: One guy uh, dies, but doesn't actually die because they put him in a coma so that he could be off, pretty much off radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he finds out about this underground kind of government uh, thing where they've they've found futuristic technology um, where these items from the future instead of traveling forward in time, travel backwards in time. And so that sounds very confusing and it is very confusing. (laughs) So all these things that were made, uh, they're finding them now because they're traveling backwards in time. And not only are they traveling backwards in time, they also move backwards. So instead of throwing something, it would come to you, but you have to, you have to have touched it. You have to have, you have to have acted like you had thrown it. You have like, yeah. The item has to have known that you were go- you would have thrown it, and then it will come to you. Right. Um, and that sounds weird. Well, and, and it is weird. <laughs> and I'm glad you brought that up right off the bat. So, like in Christopher Nolan movies, I feel like there's always, and this kind of was talking about was like this is something that like the Dark Knight trilogy doesn't have, but I feel like is a common theme in the Nolan movies is there's always like an idea or a, a thing that doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it it does but you just can't think about it too hard and if you do think about it too hard it kind of ruins the movie but if you just kind of accept it for what it is you you can really get into it so like in and this movie even tells you that yeah right (laughs) so So, don't don't think about it too much basically just just, we don't understand it really either but it it works so just do it exactly um dunkirk's not like that 
but like a in the prestige is the cloning machine yeah yep. and then in uh inception the dream mm-hmm. the the dream infiltration device or whatever yeah. interstellar has a black hole that travels through time okay yeah so uh which is a little spoilery i'm sorry because <laughs> but you know it, it, if i if you just know that going into it that's not gonna ruin it no they're no. still and, and they, wait, you I haven't seen that even, one right do which one interstellar, interstellar? no i okay. haven't that maybe they did tell you that in the trailer the trailer yeah. oh, okay i didn't watch the trailer going into it i got you i like friends had told me it was amazing so i went and just yeah. watched it um for some reason i don't know why but i oh, it was 2014 so i it was my freshman year of college and so I was probably just too busy with college. I had zero money in my freshman year. So yeah. can't really afford to go to the movie theater anyways. <laughs> right. I think the only time I did is to go see Minions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do remember my senior year, one of the only movies we went and watched, other than Star Wars, I think Star Wars we always went and watched, yeah. was the Lego movie, which I oh, don't yeah. I don't regret because that was it's very good. A very funny movie. I still, Although I still haven't seen the second one. I don't know if you have. It's good. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just as – it's – a little weirder, but it's still funny. I mean, it's got nice. it's, it's got the same type of humor. Same with Lego Batman. Lego movie. Batman's good. I yeah. have seen that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have the Lego movie too. If you do want to watch it, oh yeah, because it is funny. Um, but anyways, Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't end. Uh, I, I just never got around to it. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. There is always something, and um, and in Memento, you could say the same thing. It's not as sci-fi. But the character forgets his memory every day. Like oh, okay. whatever he knows from, like whatever happened that day, he forgets the next, and he's had that happen for seven years. Oh wow! Um, but his wife, I think, gets murdered, oh, and okay. uh, and that's why he lost his memory. Is something happened while his wife was getting murdered, and he's trying to find his murderer, but he forgets everything from the last day, so he has to like take pictures and write yeah. on like and he has to relearn the whole entire case every day. Wow. And you can decide how like realistic that is or not, you For know. Sure. So it's not as outlandish as going inside of people's dreams and making <laughs> them um have their own idea by going far enough in their right. dreams or uh or in the prestige of a cloning device or in this movie have somehow create items that work backwards from yeah. our reality oh i mean mm-hmm. um but nonetheless on on this movie that's kind of the premise yeah and yeah. uh you learn that in the first about 10 minutes mm-hmm. so um so we're not spoiling or anything they they kind of put you that right off the bat yep. um, but that's kind of the premise and that's what i went in knowing mm-hmm. uh is that time goes forward and time goes backwards and you don't really know why or how but that's kind of what's happening in the movie um and so I guess we can just kind of go into general thoughts here. What were your uh, what were your general thoughts on the Dolby edition? No, not just Dolby. You, <laughs> you can say comments on either or. But what was your uh, general thoughts on uh, Tenet? I, I loved it. I I loved every minute of it. And actually, the second when I went to go see it the second time with uh, you and Tristan, um, <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom so bad. But like, there's never a moment where you can like get up. I found one where it slowed down a little bit, but. Like, That's interesting. Yeah, there was just never a moment I felt like where I could get up because I was going to miss something. Yeah. Um, for me, I think actually at the beginning, mm-hmm. you could have. Well, if I didn't you... have to go in the beginning. Oh, okay. I was like, at the <laughs> beginning, if you knew what was like what the premise was, I think you totally could have missed it because it takes a long time to kind of set up. Yeah. 
what what's really going on and even then you don't really know what's going on like right. each step of this movie gets crazier and crazier and reveals more and more and more of yes. what is really happening but um i remember watching the beginning of the movie and being like this is a lot of just trying to tell me what everything is like it was just exp- like right. each plot point was just pushing me to explain what like what's going on mm-hmm. and once they finally got past that it was just an action past like action packed um edge of your seat action absolutely so not thriller like scary but like stuff was always going on exciting and but also like it wasn't just action it was like you were getting more information thrown at you of like what's actually going on because you're you're under one person's um, point of view right and so you're learning things as he is Mm -hmm. and other people around him know what's going on but he doesn't and so that kind of keeps you kind of in it as well because you're like what is this person kind of trying to tell him that you know, I yeah. can pick up to try to learn. But if I had already seen the movie, I definitely could have dipped out the first 20 minutes yeah. and been fine because it's just kind of set up. And I remember sitting in the theater being like, is this kind of other than the first sequence? Yeah. The first the first sequence when um, I guess I want to spoil anything, but it's very <laughs> action packed. And it's like, yes, a lot of fun to watch. Yes. Which I want to talk about a little bit about that. scene, Not scene specific, but what that scene kind of has that a lot of other scenes have that I like, but I want you to be able to finish what you're saying. But I, that, yeah, you can continue with what you're saying, I guess. <laughs> I kind of went on a rant there. Cause... That's okay. No, yeah, I, I thought it was very good. And um, honestly, I, I don't think I will, but I could definitely, if someone was like, hey, I'm going to go see Tenet again this weekend, I would probably go again and watch it. It's it's very good. Yeah. And I, I thought it was not, I remember seeing the poster for it, and I was like, this looks Really? And then I saw the trailer and I was like, this is amazing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And I guess it's just because like, I didn't understand it. Like the trailer. Yeah. So that's the poster fair. that I saw frequently is it's one. It's him on, it's a, the character, the main character facing one way, then facing the other way. Yeah. And he's yeah. got a mask on, on the underneath. It just doesn't explain anything. It yes. makes it look like, you know, maybe there's two of him or something, but. Yeah, no, it it does. And then, well, and once I found out that tenant, after seeing the trailer, I was like, oh, tenant, not like a tenant living in an apartment, tenant because it's a palindrome. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, this movie is so much. They better. couldn't do race car, so they did. <laughs> Although, imagine how silly this movie would have been <laughs> if the word was race car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, yeah, I I too really really enjoyed this movie, and if someone, I've only seen it once. And so I would like to go see it. I don't know. I may wait for it to come out on on DVD again or whatever. But if somebody was like, hey, I didn't watch this movie. You want to go? I probably would um, because there is just so much information that's being thrown at you. It's hard to really catch all of it. Um, and so if you've seen this movie a couple of times and I've only seen it once and I mess up on something, <laughs> don't, don't harp on me too much because uh, – this movie has a lot to take in. It's about two and a half hours and it needs all of the two and a half hours, if not more. Yes. Cause it's just like I said, cramming stuff, cramming story in. Um, but because it has to, because the, the idea is, um, very complex. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm not mad that it was two and a half hours and I don't necessarily want it to be three hours either, <laughs> but, um, it definitely does cram a lot of a lot of information and 
yeah. seeing it again would be able to kind of you would and you would also catch a lot of stuff earlier on in the movie that's kind of hinting to what happens towards the end of it that you right. like there's there absolutely no I way I noticed I noticed the this time around watching it that I didn't catch the first time and we can talk about that yeah we yeah during spoilers mm-hmm. um so what I was going to say about that first scene is the action scenes in this movie are fantastic yes um early on in the movie they were just fantastic with the sound and the choreography I mean mm-hmm. Every single it's it's the same as the Batman movies and most of his movie. Every single punch has weight behind it, and it feels like they are just trying to kill each other with each each punch. And um, that first sequence just felt really cool. I mean, really coordinated. And I like how um, he has most of his movies, at least his action movies. He has a lot of scenes where the bad guys or good guys or whatever are all in unison and finding this really unique way of, of blending in and, mm-hmm. and being able to choreograph with their enemy and, and yeah. disguise themselves. Uh, I'm just thinking of like the dark Knight first scene with the bus and, the, yes. and all of uh-huh. that. And uh, I'm pretty sure the dark Knight has some scenes like the dark Knight rises. Dark Knight, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the plane crashing sequence. Yes. Um, and then, I mean, dark Knight also has the Joker and the um, firing squad mm-hmm. and, um, Dunkirk and the other ones don't. So it was really just the Dark Knight movies. But he kind of brought that in, yeah, to sure. to uh, this movie, and it fit really well in that opening scene. And it was really only that opening scene. But I th- I thought that was a great way to kind of open it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, really got me into it. And then we do have a little bit of time where it's kind of trying to explain what's going on. But uh, if it just would have started out without that scene and him just on the boat, um, or whatever that thing was that was taking him. Yeah, uh, I don't think it would have it wouldn't have drawn you in as much. Right. So having that action pack start was really good, um, and also talking about the action, um, how they did some of these action scenes, which we can talk about in spoilers because it would spoil something. Mm-hmm. It I don't know how. Like I just watching it. <laughs> yeah. Half I was halfway taken out of it because I was like trying to think how you would film doing it. Yeah. I uh this. I will say this. This is the only movie where they've made me watch a fight scene twice, like verbatim, the same scene. Yeah. And I loved it both times. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know more information. Uh-huh. And because you are seeing more, like you can understand more of what's actually yes. going on in the yeah. fight, which is hard to explain without spoilers, but... yeah. Just know that the I action. A, I hope that's a little hook to yes. like get you to want like, to go see it. <laughs> yeah, just know that when you like go into this expecting these action scenes, um, and when I say action, I mean there's gunfights, there's um, fist fighting, and, and like hand to hand combat. And, yeah, uh, there's full out almost a war. Almost there's a battle sequence. Yes, yeah. a really big battle sequence. So uh, it has everything on the action part of it, yeah. and is every single action sequence is extremely fun to watch. Um, but also feels very um, weighted and mm-hmm. like everything serious. has purpose. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And watching it back, you realize how like yeah. I, I haven't been able to watch it back. But for me, thinking back on it, yeah. On you, I'm sure watching it, mm-hmm. you're like you see a sequence, and you're like this has significant impact to what happened. Like something happening happening later in the movie affected this. Yeah. And I don't want to go into do that too much but right 
that's just one thing I, I loved about the movie was the action scenes of this. Yeah. Of it. Um, I think the score is very good. Also, I looked. Although up, loud, it is. Yeah, <laughs> right. We went. Well, and, and that's a, that's a no. That's another Nolan trope with like mm-hmm. the but, foghorn thing yeah. and Inception and. Yeah, but man, does it get you like stoked for what's happening? Like it gets you. Yeah. In the moment. And the guys. So, so typically, Nolan's composer is Hans Zimmer, but I actually just found this. This guy's name is Ludwig Goransson. Um. And he composed the score. So I'm reading this from Wikipedia. Uh, uh, he composed the score for this movie because Hans Zimmer had actually already committed himself to your favorite movie, the 2020 film Ooh. Dune. Yeah. That makes sense, which makes me excited even more. Good. For the Dune movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, and something I also thought was cool is there's a couple times when, so we've already talked about how like there are certain aspects of this where things are move, where like um, things are moving backward in time. And they're not even necessarily moving backward in time. They're just inverted. And because it's inverted, it's moving backward in time. Yeah. Um, where like the music instead. So typically it's like an attack, but it was like almost a. Yeah. Like that kind of sound. Is that why you're doing that before? No, I was just oh, okay. making funny noises. <laughs> but uh, it like the melody kind of moves in that like uh, in that kind of sound where the attack is like you're hearing the music in reverse. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about that a little bit later in spoilers. Cause there were some scenes where they really involved that, that. Yeah. In some mm-hmm. really cool ways. Yes. Um, I think the acting in this movie was superb. I agree. Uh, the main actor is, I'll have to pull this up real quick. Cause I actually haven't, re- I don't think I, I didn't recognize him at all. Mm-mm. I don't know. I'm sure he's been in some movies that I've seen. His name is John Washington. That he sounds was, familiar. He was in Black Klansman. I'm really surprised I didn't catch that. Um, I guess he didn't have the afro, but <laughs> it looks exactly like him. I, I yeah. should have caught that uh, because Black Klansman was a really good movie that came out a, a couple years ago. Um, Malcolm X, which I haven't seen. Old Man and the Gun. I don't remember him in that, and that was a really good movie that came out a couple years ago. I think he, yeah, he was the detective. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just talking to myself right now because I don't think you've seen these <laughs> movies, but... Uh, you should see all these movies. I, these are recommendations right now because okay. he was fantastic in this movie. And so if you like him, uh, Old Man, The Gun, and Black Klansman were both really good movies. Good. I so, always wanted to see Black Klansman. But I, never, I never got yes. to see um, And Old Man, The Gun was a random movie that we, I don't know if I saw it on Voodoo or I don't know, at Best Buy. I was just like, hmm, this looks interesting and picked it up. But I really enjoyed that one. What, Tristan and I both really enjoyed it. Um. But he did a great job. Yes. Uh, I, I really enjoyed him. Uh, I really hated... Um, who's the bad... Is it... Not Robert Pattinson. No, no. no. Who, who, by the way, Robert Pattinson was, was great. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, his, in the movie, his name is Andre Sater, um, played by Kenneth... Yes. Kenneth, yeah. Branagh? Branagh? Yeah. yeah. He's done some good stuff, isn't I he? I hated him, but... That's because, like, I hated his character, and he did uh, sure, a sure. good job portraying somebody who just has pure evil intent sure. to his core. Yeah. Um, he's a, it looks like he's a Shakespeare, like, um, stage actor. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Henry and Frankenstein, Hamlet. Yeah. Um, I have seen... Michael Caine was, of course, great. I really... He has that line of... Uh, where oh and also I just saw the the main guy you were just talking about yeah um John Washington was that his name yeah 
uh, he, his name is never said in the movie. He's listed in the credits as just the protagonist. Really? Which we can talk yes. about later. Yes. But, yeah, he is uh, listed as the protagonist. Yeah. Even on Letterboxd, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like when he says, uh, he says the line of, you you know, you British don't have a, don't have a, uh, whatever it was. I don't know. Never mind. Forget I said anything. <laughs> it's about snobbery, and Michael Caine says, well... We have a controlling interest on it or something. Uh, yeah. Like that, but yeah. Anyway. There is a lot of pretty good one-liners in this to kind of put some... He is funny in this. Yeah. It, like, yeah. he drops them all. That's... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Anyway, I'm getting excited. Yeah. Okay. It, <laughs> it, this is primarily an action movie. Like, mm-hmm. through and throughout, it's an action. Uh, it has some drama aspects. I mean, no movie is purely one thing unless you're watching Rambo. But... <laughs> Like, Rambo's just an action movie. Sure. I mean, it's got nothing else to it. It's just yeah. action. But, you know, this is primarily an action movie that has a little drama um, and a little bit of thriller, not horror thriller, but suspense and keeping you on the edge of your seat. It's a little bit of a detective movie. Here's he A little does, bit. He does some sleuthing in this. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, heist movie. Yeah. Oh, I love a good heist yeah, movie. Yeah, it has some good heist moments in it. Um, but it does have a good, uh, good amount of comedy in it just yes. to kind of easier maybe tension a little bit because uh-huh. uh especially at the beginning because you just don't know really what's going on right um and then later on everything feels like it's so heavy all the time you feel you just feel like everybody's about to die like yeah um and i don't mean that necessarily literally i just it's just like there's so much going on that right. you're like somebody could die right now at any moment one of the yeah. people that you care about throughout that you've seen through two hours of this movie right could die right now and it just uh, it just puts a lot of weight behind it. So the comedy that's kind of randomly in it, um, and then sus- like high tension moments, yeah, uh, really ease your tension. And as right. I'm sure it, in real life, it would ease their tension as well. Yeah, it felt natural too. It wasn't forced comedy. It felt no it felt pretty natural. And I think it, the reason it felt natural was because like he, so the protagonist is like he is the only American in like a mostly foreign yes. cast. Um, and he kind of uses that to his advantage of like he's this kind of not cocky, but he like he knows what he's about kind yep. of. And I think that's I think that helped yeah. make the comedy feel more natural. Yeah. And I like that about both of our main characters, Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson too, and yeah. John. And Robert Pattinson's name was Neil. Neil. Yes. Yeah. Neil. So Neil, and the protagonist, I what made them so good where they were both highly charismatic characters yes and so it was fun to watch them outside of their action spark mm-hmm. parts and for a lot of the movie um john was doing the majority of of the action yeah and neil was just the charismatic kind of uh yeah. um which robert pattinson looks that part too i mean it just he looks makes sense. great in this yes. movie yes he, he does what did you say after this he, he should needs play, to play as... leon kennedy in a, yeah. in a new resident, resident evil, evil movie. movie yeah what, he, he, like he looks resident exactly evil like Huh? You don't like the old Resident Evil movies? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, but he looks exactly like like verbatim from uh, the sixth game. He uh, he definitely looks the part, and I would pay good money to see him be Leon Kennedy in a Resident Evil. So movie. like a ten dollar ticket? I don't want to talk a movie about theater. It. Oh, okay. It's an amount I'm not willing to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> but it had to be. It would have to be good. Yes. Yes. Well, Robert Pattinson's currently wa- working on the the Batman and has COVID, so. Well, and he looks great in the Batman. He's just, what is he? He's all over the place. Yeah. I feel like he went off the radar forever, and now he's just like back in full force. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. He went off for a little bit, and he, and then he made Good Times and High Life. Mm-hmm. And then he went on a full resurgence with 
uh, I mean, I guess I could look it up, but he, he was in The King, he was in The Lighthouse, he was in Batman, he was in, um, well, he's going to be in Batman. Yeah. Uh, there was another one. There are some other small ones, I guess. Sure. But I think there was another big one that I'm completely missing. Tenet, duh. The one we're talking about right now. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forget he's in Harry Potter. He's in he's in the fourth movie. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, he's all, he was in a couple movies, but I think none of them were hits, which right. is the problem. He was yeah. picking, uh, he was picking some bad movies because I mean, he was in movies in 2013, 14, and 15, oh, okay. and it wasn't until Good Times in 2017 mm-hmm. that it was finally a critically acclaimed movie, and okay. then The Lighthouse was a, a critically. acclaimed acclaimed movie tenant is critically acclaimed. critically i can't we're couch critics and i can't even say critics <laughs> or critically we're, but, cou- we're couch crits yeah well <laughs> uh, we do high amounts of damage here so, <laughs> <I'm> so <nice. laughs> uh but yeah and i think tenant's about the same way it's going to be a oscar worthy movie now there's not a lot of movies right now so that well, if and, it does win, it might be a little asterisk on the side of it because right. how many movies really came out? But well, and it, it's it it's an that. original idea, and yes. that's one thing I really like about the Nolan movies is all of them are just like Batman? so bl- okay. Get out of here <laughs> with that. But like his, his like uh and like the ones we've been talking about in yes, yes, Prestige like and Memento and, and they're Dunkirk. Bla- yes, yeah, they're just blatantly are. original, and that's so refreshing to see a movie that's not a remake and not a comic book movie and not you know whatever. It's just an original movie, and yeah. that, that's really good. And he's the director and writer of these movies. It's what? not like he's outsourcing this material to someone else, and he's making that idea. So what you're telling me is he's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a reason why he's like one of the greatest directors of of our time. Right, right. Uh, I mean, I'd say he's up in that list. I yeah. don't like the problem with Christopher Nolan is he doesn't have the the number. Like he doesn't have the amount of movies. He doesn't have a large. Quantity because um, yeah. Memento's all the way back in dang, it's not 2000. Wow, and uh, Prestige is 2006. So he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine movies that he's wrote since 2000. Wow, so it's just not he just doesn't have the numbers. But I guess even Quentin yeah. Tarantino doesn't have the numbers, he only has nine total films in his, I think it's nine total in his whole entire film film filmography yeah i don't know why that's gonna be a while to say but <laughs> um but i think quentin tarantino is almost like a cult classic kind of director yeah well and they Nolan's both have very like that. unique very personable stuff yes. like if you see if you were just walked in on a quentin tarantino movie playing you could tell that it's a tarantino yeah film. and i think most people think quentin tarantino above christopher nolan because christopher nolan's more of a blockbuster style mm-hmm. movie director whereas Tarantino's more of a, I have this niche, yeah, and I'm going to hit this niche audience. Yes, the people that like this style are going to watch this and they're going to love it, and they're all going to rate it five stars every time. Yes. Whereas Christopher Nolan, he's going to have the biggest movie of a month. Yeah. Like right, the Batman movies, or I'm mean, maybe not. I guess maybe just his recent movies, like Dunkirk was uh, slated to be one of the biggest one, but it <laughs> it did kind of have a drop off. People weren't really too fond of it but interstellar was a huge one that weekend and sure if this was in normal times this would have been the biggest movie of the weekend and it, yeah i agree it was the biggest movie of the weekend but that's not saying much for 
for right now. Right. Because right. still have plenty of people that are not going out, which is fine. Uh, a a ton of people. Yeah. yeah. It's like any time that we've gone and seen a movie, and yeah, it's that's totally fine if you don't feel comfortable going to a the movie theater. We were a little iffy on it, yeah. uh, my wife and I. But at the end of the day, we're like. Well, and people are wearing their masks in there and social yes. distancing and stuff. Yeah. And so precautions are being taken. But AMC the first week was a little uh, little rough on their their policies. They hadn't quite fleshed out the uh, the seat separation. Oh, I got you. Um, but since then, they have. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was because of it just you had to wait until the system came out to kind of flush out the problems. Right. Or if it was they got a lot of bad feedback because people are like, I'm going to go see a movie and I'm sitting next to two people. Yeah. This is uncomfortable. I don't want to go to see a movie right now because yeah. you're going to make me sit between two people. Right. Right. Um, or exactly why that changed. But every time we've gone since that first weekend, mm-hmm. they've always given us a buffer seat. And usually there's two or three seats before we hit the next guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're also just like, I'll sit an extra two away from them or whatever. Yeah, so definitely. Um, cause yeah, all those are pre, you pre select your seats for AMC. Um, but yeah, that you're, you're very right. The, uh, all the, all of his movies have a pure idea, like an original idea. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes his movies so fun to go into is cause you're, yeah you're watching something new. Um, I obviously I'm excited for doing, so I like pre existing ideas and yeah, you know definitely. stories being retold but uh it's definitely refreshing to go into something like this yeah um and as big of a scale like usually something this big a scale yes. is something that they know is going to be a for sure thing because you want to make money yeah and definitely. this is a really out there idea yes much more so than inception this was a lot harder for me to take everything in than inception mm-hmm. um and I don't mean that as a, a lot of people have that meme where if you if you understand Inception that you're trying to brag to be the the smart guy in oh. the room or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> um, it's just uh, that one kind of it made pretty good sense to me. Yeah. Um, of course, the ending you can, I think they left obviously they left that open, but mm-hmm. the rest of the movie kind of felt like it kind of told you exactly where it was going throughout the whole movie. You knew you, exactly. You mean where Inception you were. or Tenant? Inception. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was very direct in telling you where you are in each yes. position. Uh-huh. And so as long as you were paying attention, you could usually follow where they were in the dreams and everything. Right. A lot of people got a little confused with that. Yeah. This is much harder, in my opinion, to not necessarily follow where they are or anything. Mm-hmm. But one, there's so much going on in each scene, mm-hmm. uh, especially towards the last like 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, which... I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't tell you why it's confusing. But there's a, so much going on that I I did get kind of lost there. Um, but also just understanding that idea and being able to um, almost allow it in your brain, like your brain rejects that idea. Sure. So watching it on screen, your brain is rejecting what's happening almost because your brain thinks in a forward motion way because that's all you've ever seen because that's our reality yeah but this movie is pushing in a different direction mm-hmm. um to the point of I, I like i said i'm trying not to spoil anything here but where cars are driving in the other direction yeah and so like that's what i mean like there's such a harsh um i can't think of the word i'm looking for it's not difference but harsh uh, uh we'll just go with the difference it's not the word i'm looking for but 
uh, contrast. Yeah. A harsh contrast to what we're used to that it's hard for us to, uh, hard for me, at least when I watched it, to uh, be able to accept and really understand what was happening in some scenes because it was so different than from what is normal for right. us. Um, so for me, this was a lot harder. To, I didn't love it any less or anything because it was hard to understand. But um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, I think the time, this is the first movie I think I've seen in a long time, if ever where I think the idea of time travel in it is probably close to perfect in terms of like how they, how it gets, it gets explained and then how it's executed. Um, and you know, just, they always talk about, you know, there's like the back to the future time travel rules and stuff like that. And, and, and things or like in in the Avengers movies. Um, but the idea of, well, actually, (laughs) but the idea of, uh, like we said earlier, being inverted rather than like traveling back in time. Um, I think that kind of fixes a lot of problems that movies that include time travel have, but I thought the, I thought it was explained well and I thought it was executed even better. I think Christopher, Christopher Nolan, I know we've been talking a lot about him as a director, but I think he does a really good job of showing you things while the explanation is happening yes so that you can un- so that way you kind of get both of of you know you, you hear somebody say okay so so during you were talking about the bullet scene earlier um he fires the, she says pull the trigger he pulls the trigger and the bullet goes back into the, the gun and she says uh you're not firing the bullet you're catching it stuff like that where it's like oh i saw this happen explanation immediately yeah you know yeah well and even like but when in that scene he tried to shoot the gun and nothing happened because there was nothing in it. Um, and he had to, like, reverse shoot it. Yes. Instead of pulling the trigger, he had to let go of the trigger. Oh, interesting. Because you're because in a normal motion, you would pull it. Right. But, and when it's inverted, you would, you let you go would release it. it. Uh, so, yeah. And I, I totally agree with every, everything you're saying. I think the only movie that I think does a better job kind of talking about and understanding Time travel is probably Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I've not seen. So that was a joke. Oh, because <laughs> that's just get like, out of here! I don't need your nonsense. I was hoping you had seen the movie, and that'd be a really good joke. But instead, it just <laughs> right over the head. Right over. No, the that head. one's just a ridiculous time travel story. It doesn't explain anything. It's just the exact opposite. It's just there's a time traveling phone booth. Go in it, and you can travel through everywhere and pick everyone up and do whatever you want. Uh, but yeah, this one does do, um, it does do a good job, uh, kind of helping you and baby stepping you through the world that you're in. Right. Um, because it's also baby stepping the protagonist, mm-hmm. which is funny cause that's his apparent name. Right. Um, and so I think that was good on them to kind of yeah. give you someone to baby step with you. Right. But like I said, it did feel you may feel like the first 45 minutes to almost hour is kind of just them explaining to you what is going on. And just and then once it explains it, it's just kind of bullet point story points. Yes. It is just like this happens. And then now you have to go do that. It's almost like a video game story mission where you're just like, go to this point. (laughs) Right. Go to this point. Go to this point. Go to this point. And then eventually, once you get through that part, you finally open up to this world. Yeah. And you finally get to engage in the totality of this amazing right. world. Right. And that's what it does. And yeah. then it's stuff's going on. It's all it's all inter, intertwined and it's mm-hmm. all it's all really good. So, yes, 
Um, that's my only really complaint with the movie is that it's not hard to get through that first hour, but it's, yeah. I don't, it's hard to say it a complaint because it needs it. Yeah. Cause if you don't explain it, um, if you don't explain it well, you're not going to get the second half and it's going to just be a, a crapshoot because yeah. the audience isn't going to understand what's going on. Um, but I wish maybe there was a way to be able to explain it while also making it extremely engaging. Sure. Um, like there were a couple moments where it added action into it, but the action had nothing to do with the explaining of, of what was going on, which I guess we can talk about in spoilers, but yeah. I wish they would have integrated some of that a little bit uh, to maybe make it a little bit more engaging. Sure. Um, but you know, that was a kind of a, it's a very small complaint to, uh, to a very good movie. Cause it's, it's hard to find. Uh, obviously I think we're both going to rate this very high. So it's, uh, it's a good movie and it's very hard to find things that I hate about it. There are just small things, um, that kind of, uh, yeah, that yeah. aren't com- like, there aren't things that uh, ruin the movie or I think are terrible. They're just things that make me wish they could have done something uh, better or be able to tweak it a little bit to to make it flow a little bit better. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, but most of that's just in the first half. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what do you got? Any other general thoughts before we, we hit spoilers? I don't think so. Okay. Well, uh, we'll just do a quick, uh, just quick re- recommend. Would you recommend people go see this in the theaters? Absolutely. Yep. I same. That's why I said it'd be quick and easy. <laughs> uh, if, if you are okay with going to theaters right now, of course, right. if you are okay with going to theaters, this is the movie to go and see. Uh, yes. I've seen, we've talked about some of the other ones unhinged and, uh, Tristan and I saw words on bathroom wall. There's a rom-com out right now. Um, we plan on going and seeing the, the drama that's out. I wish I knew the name of it, but, um, I would say pick this one out of the ones I've seen. This is by far the best and best movie theater experience. Um, you could go and see those other movies, uh, on a rental for $2 at Redbox, and you've got the same experience and you could have returned it and been fine. This one I think is, uh, would be the theater experience. Probably until you hit Wonder Woman or something like yeah. that. So uh, if you have the chance and are willing and okay with it, it's worth the ten bucks to go to go see. Right. Or eleven fifty if you see it in Dolby. <laughs> I'd say it's an extra dollar fifty to go see it in Dolby as well if you have that option. Yeah. Very loud though. You have to be ready to maybe mm-hmm. even cover your ears sometimes, I know, like Trevor I did, did a couple of times. It was it was a little much. I d- yeah. I didn't. Chris, like we said, Christopher Nolan just likes those deep yep. bass things, and in a in a room like that, it really just not echoes, but it just really pierces your ears. Yeah. Uh, you know, a high high frequency squeak is going to pierce <laughs> your ears, and a really low and low shots are going to are going to really yes yeah. yeah. Um. So. I, I do recommend Dolby though because you'll feel everything and it, it makes uh, those battle scenes and that in battle war or whatever a yeah. lot more intense. Um, so yeah, two recommends. So we will go into a short ad and then um, we will go into spoilers. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie yet, go see it. Uh, and if you have already, come back to us uh, right after this break and we'll talk spoilers. All right, and we are back for the spoiler part of today's review. Um, so just a short little break for um, our ad. And uh, so this is all breaks off. So if you haven't seen this movie, 
Um, I would go ahead and stop now because we are going to kind of talk about some plot points, uh, what we thought about them, and then we'll make our way to the end, which is kind of the big uh, hula of the whole movie. What like, I mean, that's kind of how most movies are. The last 30, movie, 30 minutes is kind of the, the big part. So I might call it the finale yeah, of the movie. the climax. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into everything. So if you haven't seen it yet, we don't want to spoil anything for you because uh, uh, I think there are a lot of spoilers. There are. Uh, so... And that can kind of ruin your, your movie experience. So. so go watch it right now. Stop, hit pause, and go watch it. Or watch it just whenever you can. But still hit pause and then come back. Yes. Uh, all right, so we're just going to go straight into spoilers. So uh, we'll kick it off with you uh, with uh, um, whatever you want to talk about. Let's just uh, get into the spoiler part of the review. Okay. The turnstile, the big machine, is yeah. stupid. Oh, really? But- <laughs> Like it's it's like I was talking about with the Nolan thing. I, I like the idea of it. I think it's a cool concept. Doesn't make sense. Like, really? why does it invert you? I mean, I guess they say something about it, like reverses your molecules or something, so you're moving in, inverted. But it's like now you're traveling into the past. Like it's the thing. I'm thinking about it too much, and so it doesn't make sense. Gotcha. On a whole, it's cool, and I like it a lot. I but, didn't think I didn't think about it really at all. Yeah, because it was there was so much going on when they finally introduce it. Mm-hmm. Because you see it earlier on in the movie and you don't know what it is. Right. You just think of it as a vault. Yes. And so, when you finally understand what it is, uh-huh. it's basically at the not the end end, but almost what you think is going to be the end. Yeah. Where uh, they're following the main enemy and um, he gets captured and gets taken to. The spot to try to find the last piece. Yes, of the the algorithm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's when you really understand, are told what that turn system is. I remember when we got to that point and they said something like, "I'm going in," and you looked at me like, oh, "It's happening" or something like that. I think it was that part. Probably. Yeah. No, I well maybe, but I do remember turning to you and saying, "Um." I knew that was him. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I did also turn to you and be like, this is it. like, this is where they go back in time. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know what I was thinking because I didn't really understand the turn system at that point. Right. Um, I think that's cool how they introduce it where you see that the, the, the camera angles make a point to show you, okay, what, whatever Andre is saying in the other room is clearly not what is coming through the speaker. Yes, because I, it's all backwards. Yes, and that's another example, I think, of like him showing us how this universe works rather than like, see, he's in an, he's in an inverted state, so he blah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, but, and um, this is what I was saying where the backwards like music, but more dialogue here was mm-hmm. really cool. Yes. Because you... All, you hear them speaking backwards, uh-huh. and then you hear the translator that they have yeah. speak it in forward so they can know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that whole – this is the part where it gets confusing for me. Mm-hmm. I know we're jumping straight to the end because this, that's where the turn wheel kind of happens. Yeah. But this is where it, it's it's really hard to follow because you're, you're watching two different paths happening simultaneously in full speed – Going in two different directions, and Are so you talking about the ending fight. No, oh, no, the ending oh. fight was actually really cool, and I thought it was pretty easy to understand. I mean, yeah, when yeah. Um, when he, she, he's captured, 
The car chase. No, not when when she gets shot with the inter- yes. inverted shot, yes. and they're between that glass wall and talking to each other. Yes. That part really confused me. Gotcha. Because, okay. I mean, the actual scene in itself where he was talking to somebody on the other side, uh-huh. and then you see that guy both in one shot. Yes. You see him on the other side. And you see him here. That's when I was like, that's when I finally understood what, that's what the turning wheel gotcha. was. But then after that, when they were like going, he like, the the protagonist went into it, but then yes. also went into it again. And like, I got confused on kind of when he was going in it and when he wasn't and why he was going in it and why he wasn't. Right. Um, I which think... I just need to see it again to kind of finalize like and really sure. pay attention because it, there was a lot of story points going on. So I was trying to pay attention to what was going on. Yeah. But then there was also this aspect of she just got shot and they went into this thing to go get her. Uh-huh. And then they say that she can't stay in this invert because she'll die. But then he has to go like I got really confused on why they didn't want him to go into it and why like when he was going into it, when he wasn't. And if mm-hmm. like, I do like the fact that they make them wear masks. So, you know, when they're in an inverted, yes, yeah. so that did help. And they give a reason that like makes sense. Yes. Yes. Is that nice. is very true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but there was a good like 30, 15 minutes where it's very confused on what was going on between. And I think the protagonist was confused too. Yeah. So it wasn't like, well, I hope it wasn't just, I was stupid, but you know, there's just a lot going on in that one moment. And he was talking to these people and Robert Pattinson apparently knew stuff that he didn't know that he knew. Uh And so like, you're trying to figure out that. And then he's saying that he wants to go in and they're telling him not to. And he says, he'll do it anyways. And I understand. So yeah. that was just a lot. And I think thinking back on it now, I think I'm starting to understand it. Yeah. Cause they told him not to, but then they went into it anyways. So I think what that whole, what was happening in that situation was, um, the plan failed their plan yes. to get the algorithm. Failed. Yes. So, uh, uh, the protagonist who has been thinking linearly this whole time yeah. thinks that somebody talked. And then the guy that's not Neil, but the military guy um, says, you know, he kind of explains, look, they already knew the information going in because they've been, they've been inverted. They watched this whole thing before it even happened. Um, and then because cat was shot, shot. inverted yeah, um, or shot with an inverted bullet or whatever in order to like, I think the way that the bullet thing works is that the bullet is moving through you backward, but it is inverted. And so one, that's a bullet that has the flat part of it traveling through your body. Yeah. Um, so I think if it happens inverted, it doesn't cause like as much damage as you think it would. But I think because of the way it moved and it maybe when you go into the normal flow of time, it just does more damage because your body doesn't realize that, it's been shot really. And so it just like makes more and more because her scar is huge Yeah, when she gets it or when she shows it. So by traveling, by going back inverted for her sake, I think that gave it a chance for her body to react normally until it could be healed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It, but it was really hard for me to understand. Yeah. And, I, and it, it was, was all happening very fast. Yes. And it yeah. was explaining it. I'm not saying it wasn't, but it was also explaining eight things at once. 
And so it was like, I'm trying to understand what's happening here while it's also explaining something over here, while it's also explaining something over here. Yeah. So I'm getting everything and I'm understanding everything kind of, but it's so much to actually like, you have to think about it and process what they're trying to tell you and why that's happening. And it was just like, I couldn't put all those pieces together. And thinking back on it, I understand more because later on the movie, it kind of explains more as well. Mm -hmm. Like you understand the masks and you understand like when people are in an inverted world and they're not in an inverted world and what that means. And then you understand that, you know, how they're able to know when stuff is happening because they're going in another. And then you realize that the government is also doing this. (laughs) Yeah. So just the more that like goes about the movie, it kind of explains that earlier stuff and makes it easier to understand. But I remember watching it and I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. (laughs) And it was, And I'm sure, and that's I'm sure that's fine. Like, yeah. I, it, uh, like as a as a movie watcher, or like I'm, I'm sure Christopher Nolan knew that that was probably going to happen right. in that scene because that for me that was the only confusing scene. Yes, was that scene? Everything else, really, uh, for the most part, made sense. Yeah. Um, well, and that's your first introduction. That scene is, I think, that's the big turning point of the movie. Yeah. Where where now you get to experience like the inverted world um because up until then you've just been moving normally but now you get a chance to be like okay this is kind of what's happening this is what this is about you know and i think without i think because of that scene it makes the ending fight scene so much more bearable and easy to understand because they take the time to be like look let me kind of try to explain this to you kind yeah. of thing because yeah. you would have just seen robert pattinson going back and forth in this time capsule right or inverted capsule or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I think it also helps with the training scene. Yes. The training scene really helps explain um the earth, that that part as well, I think. Just so we're on the same page, where where are you talking about? When they go to that boat and and everyone's kind of like before they go to that in battle. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And some of them are fighting inverted and some of them are fighting normally. Yes. Yeah. And and you're seeing like them, the government training with this inverted yeah. capsule. Um, and so I think that helps also explain moving forward in time and then moving backwards in time invertedly. Right. Um, and I, I think all of it kind of builds up to, to that because they explain to him when you're going into this inverted world, everything's going to feel different. Yeah. Um, when you run forward, the winds at your back. Yeah. Fire reacts like ice, like ice to your body. That I didn't understand. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just because I think their reasoning behind it, which is pretty flimsy, but I think it's just, well, everything's inverted, opposite. so everything's opposite. Yeah. So like extreme heat, your molecules would be expecting that, so they produce extreme cold. Yeah. That um, was the only thing that, because the inverted part of it was everything is moving, everything is and our perception moving forward in time, but now it's moving backwards in time. Right. And so just because it's moving backwards in time, doesn't mean it would then be cold. Right. It would be more of, it would already be in flames and then it would get out of flames. Right. And that's what I was expecting. And I think honestly, I think the only reason that they explained that at all for that scene was because they wanted to have the car explode with him inside. Yeah. And just make it an action beat. I think I also don't understand how he survived. Well, I mean, They'd say he got hypothermia. Yeah. Which it must have been like a, they must have gotten him out like immediately. Yeah. That's what I thought as well. But I was like that. You should have shown it. 
Because yeah. you just like see him. It looks like you see him die. Yeah. And then he's waking up in this. Uh, in like the the cargo, box. Yeah, the cargo box. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shipping container. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you see him oh, like in a shipping container, and they're like, "You had a hypothermia or in a coma." And it's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. He, right. Like, he should have died in that car. Yeah. Um, which I thought that whole entire car chase car chase scene was fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah, the idea of it is cool with the with the four trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that's that they what, show. The, that's what I meant by heist. A heist, yeah. Like for they sure. had so many heist component um, components components of this yeah. movie that were so well done. Yes, and so cool. I mean, you can definitely say that they're like really dumbed down. Like for the fact of, um, a lot of heist movies spend forty five minutes setting up. Yeah. The thing. But this isn't a heist movie, so right. it kind of added that heist movie end goal. Yeah, without forty-five minutes of setup, it was six minutes of setup. Right. Uh, but loved every because they had a that there was that scene. There's the art, the the free port, and then the art. Yeah, uh-huh. that was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, were both great yes. heist um, sections in the movie that yes. that were really well done yes. and. Um, yeah, we're both really good scenes. Which was also one of my favorite action scenes, was the was the art heist, the Freeport one. Yeah, yeah, that's really good, and that's the the fight scene I was talking about. Both, even watching it the second time, seeing that fight in normal time and then an inverted time, both from the perspective of the, of the protagonist. Yeah, um, I loved it both times, and I like that you see it kind of there's some foreshadowing a little bit that you. Uh, he kind of grunts and pulls up his arm, and you see that he's starting to form the wound that he yeah. had. Um, and then you see where he gets it, and that he like gave it to himself and stuff. And yeah, and like you said, I don't know how they film it. Filmed it. I have absolutely no idea because I, it really looks like they had him go through it, and that they just like rewound the footage or, or playing it in reverse. But he's fighting. But he's fighting the other guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I I thought about it. I watched the movie. We watched the Saturday. Yeah. We watched it Saturday. I thought about it for a lot of Saturday night. Yeah. Um had no I was like I don't like the the ending scene, the big battle scene with the bombs dropping and then them like being sucked up. Yeah, yeah. I can see how you can film that cuz it's kind of a you have someone going in normal time and then you just CGI it going in the opposite direction. Right. Same thing with the people going in the opposite direction. You just put them in like you have all the people going in the normal direction and then you just play back the people in the opposite direction hard to do yeah but i can see why how like i can see how you could do it but none of them are interacting with exactly and especially in like a close combat exactly. scenario yeah and so that's why if that scene specifically i was like i don't know how right. you do i don't know how you do that yeah like i don't know i was trying to wrap my head head around it because you can't have somebody go backwards fluently enough. right to, and especially, yeah. Uh, the closest I mean, obviously, thing there's I could, something. Obviously, it's possible because they the, did it. The but. closest thing I can think of now that we're talking about it is they filmed. They had like the the other person. They had like a double or something, and maybe he was in a green, like a mocap suit or something like that, and they had them go one direction. And then they went the opposite direction and just had them hit all the same beats because it's all choreographed. Yeah, oh yeah. And then they and then they overlaid the footage with each other maybe. But there's sometimes when like you know he goes to punch and he like holds his arm back and it, it looks like 
he's really doing yeah. it. Like it all looks so real. Yeah. Um and watching the fight in normal time. Yeah, is exciting. When um Yeah, like before you realize about the time capsule and you really know what's happening. Yeah. And they're seeing him fighting somebody inverted is so weird. Yes. But so cool. Yes. But like so you're just like it almost feels like a normal fight for two seconds and then pff, something completely unnatural happens right. and you're like Okay, what? Yes, yes. And you're like, and you already have the inverted thing in your head, so you understand why it's doing it, but it's also, like it's I said. It's uncomfortable to watch. Yes, like yeah. I said, it's completely against what your mind is used to. Yes. Um, That was definitely one of my favorite oh, scenes. Oh, yes, Both I times, agree. both times. And such a cool way of incorporating an earlier scene when you don't know what's going on to a later scene and making it so important. Yes. Because it, you're literally saving someone's life. Uh-huh. And apparently it's against all odds because people don't want to go back in time to do this because it's risking stuff. And I don't really... They right, say that, right. you know, don't go back because it's too risky. We, you know, we need to do this. Yeah. And he's like, no, I want to save her. Mm-hmm. Only way to save her is, you know, how can you do this back one week ago? Wait a second. We know of a time capsule from a week ago. and <laughs> Uh, just being able to tie in an hour difference in film time. Yeah. For um, sure. And so impactful, like a big moment. Yes. Very big. For for both for both times too. Like it was important back then the hour earlier. Uh-huh. And it was important the hour later. Yes. Um and cool that the decision they make a week later is the only reason what happened the week You're prior. The movie, yeah. Yep. Because they decided to do that is because the only reason why they found or ran into somebody and and everything. So yes, yes, very cool. Um, a, a scene though also that is out of the inverted combat situation um, is the kitchen scene. He is ruthless. Oh yeah, fighting those guys. Yeah, that's just the normal. Yeah, it, but it just establishes him as a badass, right? Because yeah. you don't really know yet. You know that he's like a special ops. Yeah, like yeah. guy. Uh huh. But you don't know, like, he was a badass in the in that first sequence. Yes, but it's it's more just like he's he's from army guy, and you know he's yeah. uh, he's in this squad. Which, like I said, I really love that scene. There were a lot of really really cool things about the scene. You don't know why it's happening. Yes, um, and I do like how they tied in that first scene because they had that the last algorithm piece. Huh. Yep. Uh, and they tied that in. That was a significant part and of also the the, when when the protagonist sits down with andre at dinner he's talking about how he's gonna you know make him choke on his own testicles or whatever yeah <laughs> and uh he he says opera or he says the yeah. word opera yeah and then that gets andre's attention like that happened way at the beginning of the movie yeah um yeah and how um the protagonist saves himself in that first scene what the inverted bullet that kills because he the protagonist is trying to escort that guy throughout um the he's trying to escort that whoever it is yeah yeah um he's escorting him and throughout. there's the inverted bullet i remember that yeah the guy comes out of nowhere uh-huh. and has an inverted bullet and then kills that person that realizes that he's not um, yeah a part of that group oh that's not that's him. the project that's the protagonist that's neil Oh, you think it's Neil? Yeah, because he. So here's the th- the thing I noticed the second time I watched it. Neil has a backpack 
that oh, has yeah, yeah. the that has the charm. Yeah. That that guy has the backpack in the beginning. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I thought it only showed his face. And I think that's why No, I don't think they show his face. No, I meant on. like it he he had the mask and the Oh, right, right. So I thought it only showed his front. I didn't think it showed and and it talks about how the protagonist is going back in time and doing all this stuff. Right. So I thought that was well, but and, maybe it was Neil. Yeah. And I think that I think it. I the more re- another reason I think it is Neil in the beginning is because uh, the protagonist has this uh, like not unfounded. The first time I watched, it, I thought it was unfounded. But he's all like halfway through the movie, especially he just has this really big severe distrust of Neil, and he's like, yeah. "Well, you're not telling." Like this comes from a guy speaking half truths and that kind of thing. Yeah. And. Uh, I think that that just makes me think that it's him more, I guess. Okay. Um, but I've I mean, we don't it, see his face. And, I've only you know. seen it once, and I I obviously wasn't paying attention to it enough. I figured that it was it was the protagonist just because it had said so many times, or it said towards the end that he was going back in time and doing all this stuff. Right, right. All the way to the point that he was going back in time to recruit Neil. Yes. Yeah. So I, I guess I just kind of assumed it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, maybe it wasn't. And I, I've only seen it once. You've seen it a couple times. So maybe when I do see it again, I, I will notice if there's that that charm, um, because they do put a heavy emphasis on it at the end. Right. And so right. they definitely could have been putting a heavy emphasis on it throughout the whole movie, but you don't know it's his until the last twenty seconds. Right. Last two minutes of the movie. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, this movie definitely has a lot. I, that is one thing that I do love about this movie is that there is so much just thrown in throughout the movie yeah. that you won't know until um, until you see the end. And that's just because the nature of the film. So yeah. There are people going different directions in time, and sure. so you're just not going to notice. The car chase is one thing that you – like. That's what I think that's the first moment where it really shows you that – when you're going linear in time, you don't know what's really if, like what's being affected by the other the other direction. Right. Um, at least for me, that's when I saw is because you saw the cars driving backwards. Um, you saw the car that wrecked and then unwrecked, and they threw the thing across. And then later on, you see uh, the protagonist doing all of that. Right, um, right. And so that was the first time where I really like noticed yeah, that that was sure. kind of a – it really had an outcome right. of, of things. And then it shows it more and more. Uh, yeah. I guess another uh, spoiler thing that I, I really liked um, was the woman. Um, I wish – Cat. yes. Yeah. Um, I thought she was a little bit of a drag towards the beginning. Yeah, a little bit. I think it's just you're kind of. It's hard to understand her the predicament that her character is in, and from what I understood, and maybe you you have because of the art perception. Yeah, she. So I think what happened was there's these two drawings of of a famous of a famous drawing. There's two yes. copies, and she uh, she had one, and she said it was. I think it's just it was just blackmail. Yes. I think she said it was. This is a real a, a real whatever the artist name is and it wasn't and she knew that and then he bought it and he's like if you leave me or whatever i'm going to expose you as a, a fraud a fraud yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that you 
she would lose her whole entire career. Right. But at the same time, is wouldn't you take that? Yeah. For the position she's in. Right. For a completely abusive and disgusting, terrible person. Yes. That's taking their son, and that's all she cares about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe she was also thinking, okay, well, if I do leave him, I'm not going to get my son because he's going to release this. I'm then going to be out of a job. So then the courts right. are going to be like, okay, well, you are, your whole entire life is a fraud. Yeah. You're selling your husband's work as real stuff to get money and whatever, right, you know. Right. And, and so maybe that maybe there was more to it, but. The, yeah. the the premise was blackmailed to keep her in this relationship and, yeah. and a hold over her son, mm-hmm. um, which felt just felt kind of cliche for a little bit. But after a while, you begin to feel for her, yeah. because of how disgusting he is, yeah, um, and the kind of the she seems like a good girl or a good woman, and the the banter between or not banter, but the chemistry between the protagonist and Kate and. Yeah, yeah, I thought they worked well on screen together. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I like that she gets a good payoff in the end. You know, she yes. talks early on, early on about how the woman, the freedom of the woman to be able to just jump off. Uh huh. Yeah, and then it turns out to be her. Um, yeah. The only thing I don't understand about that. Oh, I think it's the same thing. I'm the thinking. death. Yeah, you go. You go ahead first. Yeah, about how she goes back on the boat. And she's he, his husband. The husband's there. Yeah. But she killed the husband. Right. So how does she progress to do everything that she does? Here's my. Oh yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I was thinking about that on the second viewing, though. I was. I like, think that's the grandpa effect. They yeah. Said. Yeah. So I think maybe they just kind of already put it in there that we don't know. Right. Like this is kind of a untouched thing that if you kill somebody that does something later. Uh huh. Does it stop the thing happening from later? Oh, here's what I thought it was. Here's what, or here's what I think it is. Maybe I think the Andre that she kills because he's going to, he, I think what, uh, sorry. I think what had happened was that he went back to his boat um, because he leaves in the helicopter she leaves with her son on to go back to the shore after she throws the fit. Uh-huh. And then he leaves in a helicopter to go do business. So he knew he wasn't coming back. So the most recent version of Andre did go back to the boat because he wanted to be there. Cause they said, you know, this was the one place he felt loved. So I think the Andre so he, that went, she he killed, went, he went back in time and mm-hmm. then <clears throat> went forward in time. And then when he went forward in time, he then went back to the boat. Yes. Okay. That, that's I fair. I think that's what, would happen because if he was so in, he didn't have the algorithm at that part so he didn't need to kill himself and then when they're on the boat together at the end of the he, movie he's he's talking about it more and he's talking about it more in how you know with the pill he says something like harvey roy he says something you know the ambiguous world, yeah yeah right and i i think she i'm curious what the rest of their their uh, vacation up to that point was like, because she lays it on thick. It feels like from like, uh, from that part to, to the end when she kills him. But, um, I, uh, I think that, uh, maybe it just feels like she's laying it on thick because we've only seen her hate this guy yeah. for the entire movie. Yeah. I like what she says about, uh, uh, 
the person you scar on the inside ends up getting scarred on the outside or something like that. I like that line she said. And um, man, although I was nervous the first oh, time I saw yeah. this and she shot him, I was like, what did you, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I really didn't understand why killing him early meant much. So I think what it was. Because if, if that was his latest state, why would it matter? I think what it was was the the Fitbit thing he has is is synced tied up. to the bomb. Yeah, it's, well, gotcha. the algorithm is tied up. Is tied to the algorithm. So if when he dies, it activates that. If all the pieces are together, it gets activated. Gotcha. Don't ask me how that works because sure. I don't know. Sure. But when he dies, that gets activated, and then that's when uh, uh, Neil calls it interplay. And in so whole... he has to disconnect it before. Um... It's yeah, they have to disconnect the algorithm before uh, he dies. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Or maybe, it, or maybe it was that if it's in the future and he dies and it's connected, that's when it goes off, or something like that. Sure. Um, yeah. No, I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And so um, the 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 whole bomb algorithm thing was a little weird. Yeah. A little confusing mm-hmm. is so if the algorithm gets destroyed, does it go off and the whole universe collapses? Don't even know. Man. Okay, that's what I assumed. <laughs> That's what I assumed. Because yeah. if he's if it's just tying to his death, then there's no need for a bomb. Yeah. He would just die. Right. And then that would go off and the universe would cease to exist. Right. Which, I mean, the whole universe ceasing to exist is kind of a stretch in the first part. But it's also, it, they kind of explain it, but, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think it's kind of a, there's a lot of things you do just kind of have to take. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole algorithm thing in the first place, what is it and why... Like, oh yeah. no! They they explain why it is. The, the they say that the future is sending it down to. Oh, they're hiding the parts of it in the past. Yes, because yeah. they want to destroy the past. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, I I do remember that now. Sorry. So it it makes sense why it's happening, but you don't know why. Right. Which theoretically, if you're in that situation, you wouldn't know why because the future is sending it to you. So yes. you wouldn't know how it works. Yeah, yeah. You just know that we need to stop it. Um. So I guess you do just kind of have to take all of it with a grain of salt, which. Yeah. End of the day, I think it's fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, another. I was just thinking another heist moment that we didn't talk about was the the assault on the the uh, weapon. What do you call it? Weapon lord? No. Weapons dealer. The when it's when they bungee jump. Up yeah, this. yeah. I didn't see that one really as a heist too much. Yeah, because they're so fast. I love it though. That might no, be my favorite No, no. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Like yeah, yeah. it was so cool of them inverted bungee jumping. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And then normal was. bungee jumping. Right, right. <laughs> um yes, yeah, so it was definitely it was definitely really cool. And I liked how they kind of used that character or Which the one? protagonist used the character the Oh, Priya. Yes. Yeah. I liked how they used her that yeah. she felt like she was using him and he was actually using her the whole time mm-hmm. and the old end reveal of the protagonist is actually the boss of the protagonist the whole time. He's controlling the strings of himself and everyone around him. He's yep. doing everything. Yes. Like he is the protagonist, uh-huh. <laughs> which is funny because they say he's protagonist. And yeah, she but gives him that name. She says she yeah. calls him the fresh phrase protagonist or something. Yes. Yeah, so that was all really, uh, but I, I do love that scene. And I also love that character. Yeah. Um, just how she like is feeling that she's using Yes. Other people and she's actually being used. And to... I like it that it it's like so he he gets told early on in the movie, you know, the word is tenant. 
and, and it might work in your favor and it might not. Yes. And I like that it's, you don't know who's, who's like quote unquote, like a good guy or a bad guy in this universe. So she is definitely, I think in my opinion of this movie, she is definitely like not a good guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, but she, but she's in on it. She knows what it's about. She, you know, she's privy to the, the, the world or whatever. Um, I thought that was very cool. Yeah. And I also like that they, they keep the cast kind of small as to who is like, who knows what's going on. Um, Kat gets kind of pulled into it, but it's really just the protagonist, Neil, Priya, and I think that's it. I think they're, that's those are the only three people that like use the tenant like word or whatever. Uh, no. <clears throat> Sorry. The uh, the person at the end, the bearded guy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a big... Because they were supposed to kill, he was supposed to kill um, the protagonist and yeah. Well, I guess probably the protagonist told him not to. So right. I guess we can go into that as much <laughs> as you want. But he is also a part of it, is yes, what I'm trying to yes. say. But you don't know that until he's only in it for 30 minutes, so he's right. not really a integral part. Oh, and the guy that the guy that runs the boat, the cats on at the end, and the guy that that coordinates the plane, the plane. Um, I don't know if he's really in on the tenant thing. Well, I guess he would have to be. Yeah. yeah, he would have to be. There, I'm sure there are a lot of people. Yeah. Obviously, um, but yes, they very they keep a pretty tight niche on who the who the main people are in this upper echelon of players. Yes, of yeah. of tenant. Yes. So yeah, I think that was very cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other scenes. I I really we've talked about it so much, and I feel like I'm not giving enough credit. Uh, but just that the um, airplane. What, what's the the Freeport, Freeport. I that's. I think that was just so well done. The whole scene, and, yeah. And just, I like I said, I've said it so many times, but I, that's my favorite aspect of the whole movie is using these two these two scenes from a week of apart mm-hmm. connected together and watching it come together that second time. Yes, was so was was just so cool and it really solidified what it's really like to have these two people moving in opposite directions. Yes. Like I said, in general discussions or general thoughts, uh, this was a thing that um, I turned over to you and was like, I knew that was him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before it even gave you a hint that somebody could be going in a different direction or yeah. going past or anything. And I and I, I thought it the first time because uh, Robert Pattinson or Neil ripped off the mask. And then he runs away. And he yeah. runs away. And he and says he's, we've been compromised. Yeah. Well, no, he says uh, he runs back to the protagonist yeah. and says, stop, stop, don't like, don't do this. Like, yeah. Um, and don't rip off. Like he doesn't tell him to rip off, rip off his mask. Right. And the first time I was like, rip off his mask. See who he is. Yeah. Like, this is what you would do if you don't if you're not going to shoot him, at least see who it is. Yeah. Um, But I, I, I thought it the first time. I actually thought that it was. Robert Pattinson and the protagonist mm-hmm. that both of them are the ones running out, but you learn later on. Oh, I thought that too. Yes. I thought that you learn that there's two sides. Uh huh. And so it was actually inverted the protagonist and the normal protagonist yes. <laughs> because Robert Pattinson was behind. Uh-huh. He wasn't there yet. Right. And so, uh, there's just so much to that scene that was yes. so well done and so cool. Absolutely. Um, that that's probably my favorite scene, even though the end battle scene, which we haven't talked that much about, we don't really have to. It's just a right. great scene. It is really cool to see two different people going at the same time. I loved how they set up the uh, the mission like control thing. Yeah, like 
the, these people have already been in it because yes. they're going in it inverted and this is the inf- information that they've told us mm-hmm. and then Robert Pattinson in the middle of it going Switches. the other direction yes. and then coming back very cool um so I guess we can kind of end with this if you're okay with it well and I was going to say oh, I think another reason that that scene works so well is the the mechanism of the watch um because you can see What's happening? You can keep up really well with that scene because you see what time it is on both sides. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, like when fair. they when they blow up the building, yeah, and, it, and it's one of them shoots it to to demolish it, but then that that gets reversed. Yes. But then the other person shoots it to blow off the top. Yeah. Um. And I don't know what that building was or why it, it needed to be come down, but it was very very cool to watch. Yes. And I think it just had a lot of enemies in it. Okay. Okay. Is, yeah. is my guess. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was like their HQ or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, if you're okay with it, we'll just kind of get to the end. Yeah, uh, I know you have to run out of here pretty I soon. I got a ski daddle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the last uh, kind of see what you think of it. I think the only thing that's kind of ambiguous after the ending is what happens to Robert Pattinson uh, because he decides to go back into the loop uh-huh. and. I'm curious whether or not Robin Pattinson has to stay doing that battle for the rest of his existence. Oh, to continue yeah, and you and it. I talked a little bit about that. Or if it's just he knows he's going to die because he sees like he's going to go back into it and he's going to die because he dies opening the gate. Yes, I personally think he has to go back to take that bullet yes. for the protagonist. I okay. think that's why he has to go back. Yeah, and that that's probably what it is. For some reason, I thought maybe he had to be in this in, infinite loop of going forward and then backwards and then forward and backwards and right. forward and backwards to make sure that that mission succeeded. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess there could be an in there. Um, and I remember watching it, and I was like, how does this work? Like, how does someone actually die because they're going back and forth? But I think it does it well with the fact that you're like it is one person mm-hmm. going through in and out and weaving in and out of time. So at some point, if he dies, there is an end to that loop. Yeah. Of them going in and out. Yeah. Um, so well, I like that's how the they reason use I, that. Another reason I think this is such a good, this is such a good example of time travel in a movie yeah. because it's not, you know, you can just go back in time forever or whatever. It's like when you die, that's it. Yeah. It, you can, you can follow somebody's past linearly yeah. as they're and leaving if, in and out of time. And if somebody would have killed somebody at some point back in time, mm-hmm. that their, their stretch would have never have happened. Right. So you would have known if he survives or not because he wouldn't be there in the now because he died in the past. That's there right. is no, and and they kind of talk about that. There is no, like, you know, if you're you've survived at this point, there is no somebody can go back in time and kill you. Well, and they kind of, I like that they kind of explain things away with what what's happens happened. Um, yes, yeah, I like that. Oh a lot. yeah, yeah, and that's what I meant by I, I like that. It's showing you that you can't just go back and kill someone because you see them here. Right, you wouldn't be able to do like. That's just not the way it works yes. because something would have stopped you from doing it because he is here now. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's about it. We'll, we can just go ahead and get into grades. Um, this has already been uh, – we've been about an hour and a half, and I know Trevor has to get out of here. So um, let's just go ahead and grade it. Out of five stars, what would you uh, rate Tenet? Oh, five. Five Absolutely. stars? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, that's totally warrant with everything we've said and talked about how much you love it. Um, I'm really in between a, a four and a four and a half. And I think I'm gonna go with four and a half just cause I can't find stuff that I really dislike it. Other than that stuff that I've kind of talked about in general thoughts of it kind of being, um, feeling like it's, it, it doesn't make the, the beginning part entertaining enough. 
oh, sure, the first sure. like seven to ten minutes is entertaining, and there's a lot of dry stuff, and then it gets really into it. Um, and just, uh, I don't know, five stars just makes it like a favorite movie for me, and I don't think it's going to be a favorite, but I think it's fantastic. I really like the universe that it put me in, and it was a lot of fun to watch. I cared for the characters. Um, the score was amazing. The action was amazing. Um, but I still try to keep that five stars elite status. So I just feel like I can't uh, can't quite put it up to like a Dark Knight or hey, you, got or something to, you don't like got that. to justify yourself to me, man. <laughs> well, you know I'm justifying myself to listeners as well. So. <laughs> um, all right, so you got a, a five star and a four and a half. So both really really like this movie. Um, Tristan didn't finish it, so she uh, <laughs> uh, she went and watched it and fell asleep during multiple parts. I don't know how because it was oh, in the middle of Dolby so loud in that and it was so loud, but <laughs> she did it. So um, anyways, uh, that's our review on it. I uh, hope you liked it. Just make sure to follow us on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Instagram at Pod, and then follow us or you know, like the page on Facebook at Couch Critics. All right. Everyone have a good one and we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye.